You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, and welcome back to episode 14 of Take a Bow Podcast. I'm Eli Tokash. And I'm Sydney Lucas, and today it's just going to be Eli and me, and I'm very fond of podcasts with just us. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting because the last time we just did a podcast with just you and I was episode one, and that was kind of like when we were still figuring it all out. And also, like, we didn't get to touch on everything that we really wanted to, so we're going to talk more about our careers and our stories that we have, and we'll talk about like some past episodes as well, and we can kind of hint at some future episodes as well. So I'm excited for this episode because it is just Sydney and I, and you guys will have the opportunity to get to know us a little bit more. Yeah, we'll delve into a bunch of information about us specifically that we haven't touched on yet. All right, let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people have been asking on Instagram, everyone's been asking for more of the full story of Sydney's Tony performance in the year that she was nominated and everything like that. So I think that is a pretty good place to start with this episode. <laughs> so Sydney, do you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so the Tony day for me was pretty crazy. So not only was I performing in the Tony Awards, but my brother Jake, who was in King and I at the time, was also performing in the Tony Awards. So my parents were having to wrangle both of us in one day. So the day pretty much went. Jake woke up in the morning before me. He woke up at the crack of dawn and he was brought to his theater, the, the King and I theater, where he was taken by the child wranglers and and the child wranglers supervised him the rest of the night. My parents were with me the entire night. So they woke me up in the morning. I can't remember what time, but then we went over to the circle in the square theater so that I could get in my costume. And then after I got in my costume, after Beth and Michael got in their costume, we took a van over to Radio City. And we did an entire run through of the entire show. They also have to rehearse the categories. They have to rehearse what what the cameras do when someone wins something. So they did this really interesting thing where they had stand in winners, like sitting in the seats of the people that were nominated. And then they would say out a random name that could or could not possibly be the winner. And then the stand-in person would go and walk up on stage and say some silly random thing just so that they could like rehearse the cameras. And then I did my performance. I, um, I did my performance for the rehearsal and it was with full costume, full mic, full everything. And it was without stopping. And then I rehearsed, since my brother and I were going to be in the in memoriam together, I was brought backstage to be told where I was going to be standing. And then we finished the rehearsal, went back to the theater. I had to be piggybacked to the theater because I wasn't allowed to walk around in my show shoes. And then I got undressed, went back to my hotel that I was staying at. It was just a hotel closer to Radio City Music Hall because that meant we didn't have to go all the way back home. And then I took a nap for however long and I woke up, had lunch, and then Glam Squad came. Glam Squad is basically makeup, hair, and 
Who was it? It was someone at Teen Vogue. And crazily enough, I think every year Anna Wintour offers to design and pay for a dress for a couple people who would be attending the Tony Awards. And I was one of those lucky people. So Anna Wintour, like the team at like Vogue and everything, they got me in touch with a, a designer who made a custom dress for me. And this custom dress was brought over to the hotel and we did like an entire Teen Vogue photo shoot right before I was supposed to go to the red carpet. And so the hotel that I was staying at was so like it was like beautiful. And so we just went like around the hotel and just took so many photos. And Do you still have this dress? I actually think it may be in the closet behind me. Oh, good, good, good. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's so cool. It's custom, like, just for you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I also have the, I know where the shoes are. The shoes I'm wearing are literally right down there. Now, follow up. Can you fit into it? So I couldn't even fit into them during the actual Tony Awards because in the heels? I actually was so adamant oh that God. I wanted to wear flats. <laughs> and there were these flats that were so gorgeous. They're from Dolce & Gabbana, I'm pretty sure. But like I tried them on and I knew they were like, these are just a size too small. But then I told myself, just deal with it. And <laughs> so I dealt with it. And at the like, literally, I woke up the next morning, I could not walk i i my feet were i couldn't even put my own shoes on my my feet were like dead because i just decided to just not tell anyone and just go with it because i just (laughs) wanted to (laughs) i just wanted the shoes but yeah so so i got on my hair and my makeup and photo shoot and dress ready and there are there's a an entire photo shoot online it's it's pretty cool of of me coming out of the room after I have my dress on and everything. Then we got into a car. I th- I think that's where we said goodbye to the to the Teen Vogue um photographer and and the people at Teen Vogue. But then my parents and I and my manager, we all got into and I think my publicist as well. We all got into a car to drive to the red carpet and as we were coming up the red carpet, it was so surreal looking around and seeing how many people there were it was crazy and I was a little bit nervous walking to the red carpet but just seeing all these people it for some reason I don't know why seeing like they were so supportive and they were like being like oh my gosh hey what's up it it completely hyped me up and I was no longer nervous anymore Mm. so I got out and went down the entire red carpet I wasn't nervous at all when I went down the red carpet because I was like these crazy like in insanely like people who I would never have dreamt I could have ever met are now like standing around me and it was funny because in the in the spoken interviews I could not pay attention so I I finished all the photos and then the the other by the way the red carpet is so long I thought it would never end but then we got to the video portion where where you know we go up and they talk to us and interview us I could I my attention span was nowhere to be found 
<laughs> they would ask me a question and I would be looking around being like, hi, wait, can I hold on? I don't want to, I want to take a photo with that person and that person. Oh. And then I would have to turn around and apologize and be like, I'm so sorry. I cannot focus right now. So pretty much every interview that I had on the red carpet was uh, very j- horrendous. And, How and much did your cheeks hurt that day? Oh my god, I dude. Or how badly? I guess you. I get that. That was a poorly worded question. How badly did your cheeks hurt that day? It, you mean from smiling on the red carpet? Oh or yeah. Smi- well, I mean from the red carpet, the photo shoot beforehand, oh. and then seeing people, and then doing videos, and then like watching these amazing performers. I bet that's so crazy. I was literally in a haze. Oh, I was I in bet. a haze. I it, it was it was so much to take in but I was I was told by many different people to just do your best to take it in and I was like okay I'll do my best but it's so much to take in so much just it's it's beyond surreal like like truly and I was having such I was having the time of my life and then we got off the red carpet and all of a sudden it hit me that I'm about to go perform in front of Radio City Music Hall being live recorded for millions of people and so then we went to our seats and the show started. I was still nervous. And I think around the first or second commercial break, someone came to get me to bring me to go backstage to change into my outfit for my performance. And so I changed into my outfit. And like I was walking past. Oh, King and I had just finished their performance. So, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I got to see the King and I performance live. Yo, the King and I perform. So I got to see my brother perform. The King and I performance, if you look at it with the camera watching the performance, because they had the camera blocking was incredible. And the Mm. cameramen were just weaving around Ken and Kelly as they danced. It was the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. I've actually always wondered, like watching the Tonys, how yeah. many cameramen are there? I think it depends. Okay. For King, for King and I, the the only specific part, like I said, I'm, I was in a haze. So uh, <laughs> at the end of the King and I performance, Kelly and Ken, they get into their like big like dance, like shall we dance? And as they dance, the cameraman has to follow them throughout, you know, oh. at, and kind of weave through them. And as the, there were like pillars that were moving and Kelly and Ken they were moving and the the cameraman had someone behind him that was guiding him so he didn't fall off the stage but they uh, were all just weaving in between each other so intricately and it was the most fantastic thing I've ever seen anyway <laughs> and it was amazing to watch my brother it was incredible and so I went backstage King and I had just finished their performance and I I was kind of in a giant giant dressing room I was in a corner of a giant dressing room with a bunch of other actresses and I was right next to people from King and I who had just finished their performance and they were changing back into their like actual outfits and they were saying I'm so glad it was done I I I could have sworn I I would have forgotten the words that I've sung for months and months and I was like please don't speak about that right now please don't I'm nervous enough and then I changed into my outfit, and then Vanessa, the wonderful is this Vanessa your Brown, Tony outfit, or is this your performance outfit? This is my performance outfit, my okay, small okay. Allison performance outfit. Oh, and fun fact: when we were rehearsing, when we were in the dress rehearsal, and I was already in my small Allison outfit, they almost didn't let Beth, Michael, me, and Vanessa backstage because we were in such normal oh, clothes. Yeah. So, I mean, we had to wear wristbands, I'm pretty sure. Maybe, I don't think I had to wear a wristband, but I think Vanessa was wearing a wristband that said she was allowed to be there. And they didn't like the guy that was at the, the, at the door, We the door to go backstage. We were, like, trying to go backstage so that we could do our dress rehearsal. And he just didn't let us backstage. And we're like, no, no, no. I'm a performer. <laughs> I have to be on stage right now. When you have King and I going in front of you, you know, like with those exactly. beautifully elegant costumes, <laughs> and then you guys with like shirts and pants, you with know, with everything, with the glitter, with the oh, feathers, yeah. just and then we were coming up with with a t shirt and jeans. I love it. I love <laughs> All it so of us. Much. Oh my god, it it was so funny. But we got backstage, obviously. Anyway, so fast forward to the actual performance. That was during the dress rehearsal, I'm pretty sure. But fast forward to the actual performance. 
I don't even remember the backstage, but I remember walking to an elevator, like kind of like a backstage-ish elevator, almost like a freight elevator. And Vanessa was like, oh, I have a surprise for you. And she turned her phone to me and and Oscar, Gabby, and Zell, who were the other kids of Fun Home, Aww. like shouted, surprise, we love you. And I got to chat with them for a little bit before I went on stage. And they were just like, know that we love you and whatever happens, we like, you know, break a leg and everything. And so that made me feel a lot better. But I was still like, dude, I was so nervous. I was so, so nervous. And then we got backstage and like Ashley Tisdale walks. I like she had just I think she had just announced something. Ashley Tisdale or Vanessa Hudgens? So Vanessa Hudgens is after this. Ashley Tisdale, I think I was while I was waiting backstage to go on to perform, Ashley Tisdale walks off stage after announcing something and she just kind of stands to the side and I look at her and I'm like, hi. <laughs> I had no clue she was there. I didn't I, know she was at the Tony's. I know. And I'm like, hi, I literally grew up watching you. High School Musical, oh. what's up? And just like That's all of awesome. these, all of these people around me. And it was a little bit of a, it was... I, I needed, like, a welcome distraction from what I was about to do. Vanessa was like, do you need water? And I was like, no. Yes, give me water. No, don't give me water. Yes, no, I need some right now. And then I would take a sip and give it back to her and immediately grab it back from her and be like, I need water. But then I was like, ah, my throat's dry, but also, like, uh, I don't want the water. to. I want to choke. What if I choke on the water? <laughs> Poor Vanessa. But she she was so, like, patient. She just was, you know, giving me water if I needed it if I said I needed it and then just like she was just so patient and then a couple seconds before I went on stage I basically told myself there's no going back whatever happens you're gonna have to do this it's okay whatever happens but you're just gonna have to go on stage so just do it do the best you can that's all you can say like I just gave myself a a tough love pep talk it wasn't like you can do this it was like go do this come on walk on stage And then the second I walked on stage, I remember sitting down in my chair for the diner, for the diner scene. And that's pretty much all I remember of me just being like, wow, this is happening. What the second I sat down in my chair and went, this is happening. And then I performed and I (laughs) I remember at the end of my performance, looking back to Michael Cerverus because I was supposed to go off the stage with Michael. So I was like looking back back at him to see when he wanted to go off stage or like when he thought we should go. I was just I was looking at him for like guidance pretty much. And he looked at me and he paused for a second and then he gestured out to the audience. And and the gesture was like, look out, look out into the audience. And I looked out into the audience and I just like I just see like like I didn't even register that people were clapping and then and then I finally did when I looked out and I saw the individual people. I saw Bernadette Peters in the front row clapping. It, it was weird. And it wasn't even like I saw a collective of people clapping. I saw their individual faces. Mm. And then I it was weird. Like I just I was such in such a trance. And then I looked back to Michael and then Alan Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth started talking and I was kind of snapped out of my trance. And then oh, yeah, Michael no, came over to me and we walked off stage and I didn't remember how the performance was. So I asked Vanessa, I was like, wow, did I do? <laughs> what? How did I Did do? I sing? Did anything come out of my mouth? <laughs> yeah, and like, what happened? What happened up there? I don't remember. <laughs> and, and then so we although we had to rush we were like very much in a in we just had to go 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 because things were happening and all of that stuff well wasn't your categories soon after you performed yeah yeah it was it was soon after I performed so I went back to the dressing room where I, I, I don't remember I don't even remember changing back into my outfit but I went back to some dressing room I don't know which one it was we have there were many and I changed back into my outfit and I came and I sat down in my seat for my category and then after my category I pretty much immediately had to leave to go backstage again to change back into my small Allison costume for the in memoriam and so we go into the dressing room and my wonderful, wonderful dresser, Kat, who is my actual dresser for Fun Home, she was there and she goes to unzip my dress and the zipper stays at the top. She goes to do it again and she tries for a good 15 seconds, 30 seconds, and she goes, Sydney, your 
your zipper's not coming down. It's stuck. And I was like, oh, maybe try a little bit more. And we had like other people like try to do it as well. And no, it just wasn't happening. It was broken or something. The zipper was not coming down. It would not budge. And so we're like, well, what do we do? And Kat was like, I have to cut you out of your dress. And so she cut me out of my dress and I got back into my small Allison costume. And we just started walking to to some basement area where we had to get on this huge, like, elevator that you know, like elevates you up to the stage. It, it it brings you up to the stage, but it's ginormous. Literally like hundreds of people were on this elevator. And Josh Groban this year was singing the In Memoriam song. Oh my gosh. And the In Memoriam would be the first time in the entire night since morning that I would see my brother again after this entire, because he was also performing and he was standing right next to me during the In Memoriam. So I walked to this elevator place and I say hi to my brother for the first time I hug him Um, we do like our special handshake and we the thing comes up and and we're singing like background music for Josh Groban we're like the chorus for Josh Groban and then we walk off stage and I have to run because not only is the like best musical category soon but I I am I need to get sewn back into my dress So I run to a dressing room and I do remember where this dressing room was. It was very, very close to the door that I needed to go to get to the audience. But we we kind of this dressing room is kind of separated a little bit by curtains. So it was kind of three sections of a dressing room. It was a normal size dressing room. It was just separated a little bit. So I think Cheetah Rivera had just finished changing in the dressing room. And then she she comes out and I'm like, hey, Cheetah Rivera. And, and then I go in and I change out of my costume. And then Kat starts sewing me back into my dress. About midway, like, oh, oh, also, we have a TV backstage. So I got to see when Sam Gold won his Tony and when Michael Cerverus won his Tony. And we were all cheering in the dressing room backstage. Um, while I was just standing there, just getting sewn into my dress. And then about halfway, halfway into sewing me back into my dress, Vanessa Hudgens walks in the room and she starts, I don't even like know exactly what she's doing, but I think she starts changing into something and she's like, oh my gosh, you were like, performance was so good. And I was like, hi, Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> and it gets down to the, she, she comes, she like changes and then she goes. And we're still in the dressing room sewing me back into my dress. And it's getting really close, really close to the time I need to be in my seat. So close that it reaches a minute and I'm still not completely sewn back into my dress. Finally, at about 30, 25 seconds, Kat finishes sewing me back into my dress. I put my shoes on and they're like, you're not like, I don't know if you can make it. But they were like, you can run, you can try. And so I did. I was like, thank you. And I bolted out of the room and I ran. I ran through Radio City Music Hall and I ran through the audience and I ran down the aisle. And it was like freaking 10 seconds when I finally reached the audience. And then I ran past. I was trying to look for my mom's red hair, but I couldn't find it. So I ran down the aisle and I passed them. And I was also I think I was expecting to see an empty seat, but something that I didn't actually realize until after the fact was the Tony Awards has have these things called seat warmers, which seat warmers are people that stand in for people when they leave their seat. So when I left to go do the in memoriam, a seat warmer came in and filled my spot so that the audience didn't look empty if the camera panned to it, which is very interesting. So I completely run past my parents and then they start like, Cindy, Cindy, come here. And the seat warmer runs out of her chair and it goes five, four, three, two, one. At one, I sit, I sit down and everyone around me, like Leanne Cope over to my left and like all of these people just are like, what just happened and just start like clapping like like directing their applause towards me for like making it and then we won best musical and that was like one of the most fulfilling things I've ever felt and I was I don't know I I was just kind of in shock and then we went backstage we did the press backstage and we did some photos as well and then now it was after party time and I went to after party my dad basically told me that he basically said wherever you want to go whatever you want to do 
I will go with you. If you want to go to 10,000 different after parties this night, I will go with you. And I think he knew that, like, this was this could be a once in a lifetime thing. Like he, you know, you never know. So I went to after parties until 4 a.m. that night. And then I finally got home so, so delirious. And I got cut out of my dress. And I don't remember anything after that. And that was the Tony days. What a way to end the night. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It truly seems like a magical day. Like, that's so awesome that you were able to experience that. It really was magical. And it was all of the emotions, too. I was, like, scared out of my shoes. (laughs) And I'm sure that you'll, like, that's something that'll stay with you literally forever. Oh, literally forever. It, It was... It was the craziest experience, the most fulfilling, the most nerve wracking, the most. I mean, I didn't even believe when I was on stage that I was go that I was actually performing at the Tony Awards. Yeah. Like when Sam told me that I was going to be performing at the Tony Awards, I almost di- just didn't believe him. I was like, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't know about that, Sam. <laughs> no, but like. I I accepted it, but, like, a part of me was, like, how is that even possible? Like, seriously, like, I can't even wrap my head around that concept. But then it happened, apparently. I don't remember it, but but it happened, and it was the craziest experience of my life. By the way, apparently I was told by one of the backstage people that, uh, apart from Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth, I had the most changes of that night, the most costume changes of that night. But anyway, after the in memoriam, I, I went backstage and I saw Kristen Chenoweth and I was like, oh, my gosh, can I take a photo of you? But then she was like rushed away by someone. And she went, no, no, wait, I'll, I'll find you at the after party. And she did. She had someone get me at the after party. She had someone come and find me after the after party Aww. so that we could like meet, like, like, f- like fully meet. Kristen Chenoweth, like one of the nicest people oh my God. who I've ever met. Like I've met her Beyond, a few times. Yeah. She was always at Neverland because she was good friends with Matthew and then yeah. she actually hosted Broadway at the White House, which was mm. when Finding Neverland went to perform at the White House, and her and Matthew Morrison hosted it. So like, no way. Yeah, okay. and she actually like remembered a lot of us when she was at the White House, and she was like, "Oh my God!" Like she knew my name, and I was like, <gasps> "Yeah." So I thought that was she's like super nice. I yeah, I'm a so, big fan of Kristen. You like Finding Neverland performed at the White House, right? Yeah. Can you tell me more about that? Like, what? Just tell me what it what 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 was that? How was okay. that? Okay, I mean, a dream. Like <laughs> seriously, I've never like I've always seen the White House, you know, but. I never saw like inside of it, you know, and the security was incredible. So it was crazy because it all was around Thanksgiving. So literally is the year of 2016 and it was the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and the White House and Macy's was live, but the White House was recorded the week before. So for three Mondays straight, it was like out because Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is actually, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It's you have to record the singing. Yeah, you it. basically lip sync during the actual yeah. performance. Yeah. There you go. That's a way to say it. Yeah. And <laughs> but for the White House, it wasn't like that. So it was interesting. So we had to do that the week before. And then the following Monday, we took a trip, just like you said, for the Tonys, like crack of dawn. We met at the Neverland Theater. We all got changed in our costumes. And then we were literally on a bus in our costumes traveling to the white house for like four hours but it was cool because for the white house there was actually we were we weren't allowed to bring more than 10 people so like we weren't allowed to bring our whole cast and it was great because it was just like we all were on the same bus we bonded and played games and cards and stuff like that and the kids always have a good time together and me and chris were actually the only two who were performing in both the white house and macy's thanksgiving day parade and then the other two, the other four swapped. So two did the White House, two did the parade. And and then going to the White House, it was, like I said, it was like the four-hour bus ride with a few of the cast. And it was just insane. We got there, and I'll never forget, like, we all were just, ta- we all had our phones out. And we were all, like, taking as many pictures as we could. And we went through security that was like crazy, but like understandably so. And then I got into the White House and we are walking down these stairs and 
all, I mean, everything. It was just, it's huge. And then we finally get into the, like this little common room that they had. And literally all the shows that were performing were just in that room. Uh, and so it was like a dressing room for all of us. And the shows that were there were like something rotten, us. Oh my God, I'm blanking. I'm completely blanking. But I'll never forget because like the first people that I saw, just because like I knew who they were. So like my eye was directly drawn to them. It was Christian Borrell was just standing there. Christian Chenoweth was waiting for Matthew Morrison to walk in. And Diane Paulus was there waiting. who was the director of Finding Neverland. And just... I mean, the people there were just crazy, and I'll never forget that. And then we were getting ready, and just before the show was starting, or, like, the pre-recordings were starting for all the shows, we're walking to this room, and to, like, where we're about to perform, there was, like, a little room with a stage in it. And right before we go in, Michelle Obama and Obama's two daughters are standing there, and we were like, what is happening so we were actually able to meet Michelle Obama and their two daughters, but we weren't able to meet President Obama, of course, but we were able to meet Michelle, and that was so cool. She's insanely tall, which is like, I mean, right, you could kind of assume because their kids are so tall, but still, I was just like blown away. And we went in, and I'll never forget, Michelle Obama was like in the front row right when we were performing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so nerve wracking. And like, you know, for like when you're on stage at like a theater or something, you really can't see the audience that well. Like you may be able to see like the first couple rows. But for this, you could literally see everyone in the room. And it was like and just knowing who like the people were. And then, of course, you had people like Christian Borrell and other I mean, Brian Darcy James, Brad Oscar, like all from something rotten. They were, they were all there. And you were just like, Oh my God, like I'm about to perform for all of these people at the same time. Like really at the same time, like I had to be on my best, best game, you know, but luckily we were only performing one song and it worked out. It was just so much fun. Cause then that same day, actually another person that was there as soon as I walked in was Steven Schwartz. And I was like, yeah. And I mean, I was in Pippin. So like I knew him and I met him and everything, but I never like actually was able to talk to him that much. Like we weren't able to have like a full conversation, but there he remembered me and he was like, oh my God, Eli, you were in Pippin, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was in your show. <laughs> and, um, and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you. Like, it's nice to see you again. And I was like, yeah, nice to see you too. It's been a bit, it's like been a while. And like, we had this like whole conversation and I was just like, afterwards, I was like, wow, I just like talked to Steven Schwartz. Cause like the first, one of the first musicals that I had ever listened to, of course, was Wicked. Mm-hmm. So it was just pretty cool for me to like, know that like the writer of, Pit- of Wicked and Pippin, of course, um, just remembered me and all of that. That was just crazy. And, um, and then afterwards we saw him again and we were just like hanging out and he was like, great job, great performance. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and, um, and then after we were just, we got in the bus and we were able to bring our change of clothes. So we were actually able to change back into our clothes. And then we all just took a bunch of pictures and stuff like that. And actually the boys did this event at Brooks Brothers mm-hmm. just before the White House trip. And Brooks Brothers was a big sponsor of Finding Neverland, and a lot of their costumes were from there. And so when we went to that event, after we performed, they were all like, okay, we're going to take you shopping, and you guys can all pick out your outfits, and we'll we'll take care of it. And we were like, what? Like, it's so cool. Yeah, so we all wore those Brooks Brothers outfits because those were like, one of the nicest outfits (laughs) so yeah it was pretty cool and I'll never forget like we were all standing outside of the White House in like our little Brooks Brothers outfits and it was just so silly yeah and then the week after that it like Monday I didn't have a day off for three weeks and going to school on like the other days it was crazy then same thing just repeated and we woke up super early and went to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and we were 
I mean, it was insane. We literally woke up at like 3 Mm a.m. Chris, I remember he was like, I don't really think I slept. (laughs) And I was like, I don't really think I did either, to be honest. (laughs) I was like, I can't even remember because I literally got in about like three hours ago to my house from the show. And we were just like all making silly jokes because we were like literally delirious. And then we had to meet at the- Literally because you had just seen each other like just a couple hours before. Yeah. That's no, crazy. literally, it was like three hours ago. Because <laughs> bye, bye. We get home, and it was just—it was crazy. It was what a time. We got to the theater, and then again, we got on like this big party bus, and we were blasting music, and we were all walking the streets in our costume, and that cast just had so much fun together. We were all just like going crazy just because it was like 3 a.m. and we all needed to get hype and like get ready. We were all just blasting music and then we got to Macy's and we were all just like jumping and like trying to warm up because it's freezing Mm -hmm. uh, in like November at 4 a.m. Oh, it's the cold. It's so cold. Yeah, it was crazy. And then they have like this RV for all the performers. So we got to see all those crazy talented people again who we saw at the White House and it was just so cool but yeah it was a super special time as far as like it was pretty fun to have those little special events yeah so they were just like literally one happened one day and one happened the next day after that well yeah because the broadway at the white house aired on thanksgiving but they knew yeah but they knew that the new shows obviously had to perform at the parade right so they were like okay we'll pre-record it the week before (sighs) Yeah, it it was wild. That's that's wacky. Yeah, but it was like one of the best experiences no. I've ever like Dude, so exciting. Yeah. I mean, as like a 13-year-old, like it's pretty cool. I got to cross that off the bucket list. I never thought like I'd be able to perform at the White House, let alone like step foot in it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You crossed something off the bucket list that you didn't even yeah, like, that... know could be on your bucket list. Yeah, and honestly, just like I know it's like kind of I mean it's not silly but like I don't know the highlight of that was definitely like meeting Michelle Obama like I was just like oh my god I yeah. never thought I was gonna be able to do that like I never thought I would be in this White House and then I see her and I'm like uh <laughs> like you know it's just it's it was just a dream like literally I I mean I'm sure it was like similar to how you felt at the Tonys it was just like all adrenaline like super early in the morning and yeah, and that's the only way we got through it was the adrenaline. Yeah, seriously. And the help of our castmates, you know. Yeah, exactly. And the, also the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There's something so weirdly, like, ethereal and magical about waking up so early and just knowing about what's about to happen. Like, you've, first of all, Thanksgiving, I don't know why. First of all, every single year, like, our family would watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, like every single year and then being there and, and seeing it in person is the weirdest thing I never got to like perform in a show in it but my brother did he did he performed in both Peter Pan live and in King and I I, I just got to I got to be on a float I got I had to stand out in the cold for like yeah. three hours waving and smiling and being like hey everyone yeah which is the most crazy. fun thing in the world yeah but it was cool because like I said like just to be with those people and like the, yeah. the Thanksgiving Day Parade is just like something that I've watched since literally I was since I remember. Yeah. And like to actually like have the chance to just be there and perform and just see how it all worked. It was just like it was literally one of the coolest experiences ever. And it was funny because like I'll never forget like the time that I know you can do it, but like it was different because they paint that street right and paint it the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade starred and star and whatever yeah. of like the green little like stage but you're still <laughs> yeah. like performing on the street right. which is just wild to me and you're able to like walk on it as like a tourist or whatever like a couple days beforehand because they obviously have to do it but like being able to like step foot knowing that I'm about to perform like on this like mm-hmm. Even though it's like a street, it still feels like this unforgettable, like... Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, you know what I'm trying to say. It just, it it was truly magical. And it was cool because that year, it was like a big thing with Believe. And that was Mm -hmm. the number we were performing. And so after that number, 
they just panned up to their big believe sign that was in front of their store. And it was literally just like the way that they were able to film it was just so cool. And ever since I got Pippin on my Broadway debut, my manager has always like said that and like, just believe, just believe it's all going to happen. Your name's in it. And so like, it's always kind of been a big thing for me through the performing arts and theater career that I've had. And so it was just really cool to have that just come full circle, I guess. It's that like day. you manifested it. Yeah, almost. It's, it's it's like a it's like a sign from the universe. Like it's like a theme in your life. Believe, 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 and then it happened. And then it's like believe. I told you. Yeah, seriously. Oh, this podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this: for the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com/easy. ramp.com/easy. r a m p.com/easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I've yeah, never actually was- well actually that's not true. Never mind. I was going to say I haven't actually stepped foot onto the stage, but even though I was performing like on the float, uh-huh. which the second year, by the way, Jimmy Fallon and the Roots were on. So oh my gosh. it was weird because I was standing literally right next to like some of the Roots and Jimmy Fallon was could reach out my arm and touch him. Mm-hmm. But w- during rehearsal, we don't actually rehearse on the float. We rehearse on the actual stage on the floor. Oh, interesting. And we're, we're, we all just kind of like guess where we are on the float and just kind of stand on the stage but it it's like really 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 magical especially when you were a little kid experiencing it you know what I mean because I think I was nine when I first did the float I was eight or I was eight or nine and then the next year I did it I was 10 and actually I did it when you were on tour with Jake in a Christmas story Oh, yeah. And I was actually, for Thanksgiving, I was going to fly to where you guys were so that I could visit with I my family. We but then, yeah, something like that. But then, Maybe Boston. One of those places. But then I, I wanted, like, I can't, I had done the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade the year before, and it was the number one thing that I was just wanting mm. to do so, so bad. Again, I wanted to do it again and again and again. My mom and I were talking about this recently. I know that I manifested another year. And, and I got the email and I, where I got the call saying, hey, we want Sydney to do it again this year. And so then I had to make the choice between going to visit my family for Thanksgiving and going uh, to perform on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade with Jimmy Fallon in the Roots. Yeah. So I chose Jimmy Fallon in the Roots. But hey, no, no, no. Like, no, I but seriously. support like, that. <laughs> I mean, my, my mom and my brother did too. They were like, are you kidding me? Go yeah, I can't do turn the that down. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, whatever. Twist my arm. I'll go perform in the Macy's <laughs> Parade. Jeesh. It was interesting because our rehearsal for that was the day before Thanksgiving Day, I believe. And we had a show that Wednesday. And we did the show and then literally after the show, after that night show, we went and did the rehearsal for it. Did you even change and out of your costume? We did. We did. We weren't allowed to oh. be in our costumes because they had to do laundry for the next day. Oh. Yeah. So we had to change out of our costumes. If you like look up Finding Neverland at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, you'll see a bunch of pictures of like us in our onesies. So we <laughs> all showed up to Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade rehearsal wearing onesies. And no the camera met like the camera crew was just like eating it up. They were like, look at these guys. This is hilarious. Like we're all in onesies. And I have this big Olaf onesie and Matthew Morrison has this big devil onesie. And it's funny because like we have, there's a bunch of pictures because for a bit of the song, 
it's like me and Matthew sitting on a bench. So like, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of pictures of like Matthew and I in my in me in my Olaf onesie and him and his devil, and we're just like cracking up. And there's a bunch of photos of those on the internet, and I've always loved those because I I like those pictures more than like us in our costumes for some reason because I just think it's like. It's definitely the memories because literally at midnight to one o'clock, we were literally standing outside of Macy's in the cold and like all together in our onesies, just like having so much fun. And and then for Thanksgiving Day, we had to get up super early to perform at the parade. And then we had a show at night, you know, like and somehow Thanksgiving Day dinner. Wait, you had a show at night on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh and we like fit Thanksgiving oh Day God. dinner in between those. And it was just crazy. But it was like, it's times like that that literally brings your cast together and just makes the experience yeah. just a hundred times better. I love it. And it, they're so memorable. That's amazing. Oh, my God. I, I will never forget. Everyone, uh, my Olaf onesie, I love that. I wish I still had it. It's is that, so funny. Imagine a tourist. Is that Matthew Morrison in a devil onesie? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and who are these people around him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the streets were pretty blocked off. I don't know if yeah, you'd true, be true. able to notice. No, no, it, they're 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 extremely secluded. Yeah. The security but, also for that is very like strict. Yeah. But it's it's good. It's well, yeah, you need that, you know. Oh, safety, yeah, of course. But it was yeah, it was oh, I just love that. so much fun. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad that we talked about our special events. I I, I wanted to say first I wanted to touch on our podcast, right? Sure. Like this is crazy because this is our 14th episode. Mm-hmm. we've been doing this for three and a half months we've been releasing episode for three and a half months wow. do you believe that no i don't i mean yeah like a part of me a part of me believes that because we have put a lot of work into it but it's just gone by it's so flown long. yeah yeah like the pandemic we, was going we, super slow until we this started <laughs> we started releasing in the like not like at the not even at the very start of the pandemic we started releasing like a month or not a month right. but we started releasing during the pandemic Pretty, and we're yeah. at we're almost at our 15th episode and it's still going on i know it's crazy and i think it's great because like this has been such a fun experience and just like seeing how it's just seeing where it's like gone from like the first episode to this episode so i'm really excited to actually go back to listen to the first episode of just like you and i to this episode of just you and i because i just feel like it's gonna be like super fun i I hope so at least but like honestly like we now have like 400 500 listeners and it continues to grow which has been great so it's another reason that i was happy to have this episode because like for those who recently started listening because of the guests that we've been having on now they're able to hear a little bit more about the hosts and stuff so i just think that this is going to be like a fun opportunity for everyone to get to know us and for sydney and i to have a fun experience and then more about the podcast like our first round of guests like looking back it's just so cool I don't know if you, yeah, we have the post on Instagram of all of our guests, and it's just, I literally was, like, staring at it, and I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, we've we've gone from there to here. Like, it's pretty cool. And this next round of guests that we're going to have on is just unbelievable oh it's unreal and like even just looking i was staring at it too and just like how did this happen i know i was like is this real exactly it's so exciting to me uh and literally this next round of people you know i mean we have a bunch of kids coming on we're gonna have big adults coming on we're going to have more creative teams coming on. Like, mm-hmm. so this next round is going to be super fun. So I'm excited for you guys to listen to this. And honestly, like our guests that we've had on staring at that picture, I was going through everyone's profile again and what they're doing just during the pandemic is just so cool. And I feel like in a way we've inspired people to like make their own stuff during the pandemic and like do their own thing. Like recently, Andrew Barth Feldman is doing the murder mystery and he's been doing Jackbox. Like that's super cool. And that definitely like 
inspired me to keep creating and keep doing more stuff. And Anthony Rosenthal is nominated for directing and creating this new short film that he had. Congrats, Anthony. Yeah, like everyone that we've had on, Sierra Renee has like this new movie coming out called Red Pill. And like all of these great things are happening with our guests. So I'm so excited that we've been able to talk to them and have that opportunity to just explore just creating with them and collaborating in a way. Yeah, definitely. My favorite part about doing this podcast is number one, connecting with old friends, but also mm-hmm. connecting with new friends. Because we're we're most most of our guests that we've had on until now, at least one of us has known. However, we're having some guests on coming up that neither of us know. Really, really cool guests that, yeah. that we haven't met yet that we still can't believe said yes to doing this. But we're so grateful and we're so excited and 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 we can't we can't wait. It's pretty like I said, this surreal is the is the word of the day for this podcast. Yeah. Oh, we should get a couple for sure's in for Henry. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, totally. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> But seriously, like, thank you guys for listening. And like, we've noticed this is kind of like going off topic of the podcast, but just reflecting on the stories today from you with your Tonys and the after parties and like me with the White House and all of that, like my family like lived without each other for six years. You know, it was just my dad and I like it was wild just to see all of this and reflect on this and for those like listening and for those who want to get into theater or for the parents that want to get their kids into theater, these the sacrifices that your your parents and my parents have gone through for us is just incredible. Like everything yeah. good that has come out of this has taken a lot of sacrifices, like of everything, just you and I's journey. Like it's so it's mind boggling to me. Seriously, we're blessed. I keep thinking about that. Yeah, and for any performer, whether they're doing theater or TV and film, like, I guess with any job, really, it's just a lot of sacrifices are made, and it it really puts it into perspective of just trying to be as thankful as possible and not take things for granted, and like you've been saying a lot this episode, like, to live in the moment and take it all in, like, it's just something that really resonates with me, just looking back on all of this. Yeah, I was told that constantly. Yeah. And it's not until now that I'm I'm realizing its importance to just stay present in the moment. It really is. I think it's the most important thing. And it's also like I'm think I was thinking while you were talking, it's crazy that we can now talk about performing on the Tony Awards and performing in the White House and performing on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and speak about it as if like they're just normal experiences that yeah, happen right? and, but they're not. They're ex- we're beyond lucky and blessed to have that have happened and I I still like sometimes I I lose grasp of how once again surreal that is for sure you know what I mean? and honestly like all those have happened before we were 13 yeah. and like you were 11 I was 13 but like it's amazing to me it literally yeah. blows my mind that yeah. like we were able and fortunate enough to do all of this and for for those listening, I just wanted to say, like, just thank your parents. Like, thank, don't take these things for granted because literally none of this would be possible without this. And, like, for any parents that are listening, like, thank you guys for all you do and, like, yeah. your sacrifices every day. Like, as a kid in the performing arts and just understanding it all and reflecting on it, we definitely take things for granted. And, like, recently there's been a lot of complications with, with my grandpa, which is one of the reasons that we don't have a guest this week. It's just been a crazy week. And putting everything in perspective for me and just trying to be more thankful and just telling people thank you. And because that does go a long way. Like, it yeah. goes further than we all think. Don't be shy to tell your loved ones thank you and you love them you know I sound like a grandpa right now but <laughs> seriously yeah but this episode is dedicated to your grandpa and yeah yeah everyone if you can keep him in your thoughts and prayers yeah. or yeah, wishes exactly. yeah seriously a- anything prayers thoughts by like bye. and I just wanted to say thank you to you and for your incredibly understanding and you've just been so supportive through this process and Me? I can't thank you enough yeah <laughs> Yeah, you, you've literally like texted every day and you've always checked in and you always like, can I do something? And like, 
literally you don't know how much that's meant to me and my family like so seriously I'm glad. I mean, thank you you're, you're one of my best friends ever yeah and, and i appreciate I make that sure you and your family are, are are doing okay i love you <laughs> you're the best i love you too <laughs> uh i'm so happy we're doing this this makes me so happy it literally and that was like another thing like we were like should we even do one this week like we were having some we were going back and forth a lot and i was kind of like no like i honestly need this right now yeah like this is what I want to do and like even for my grandpa like he listens every week and so like just to give him this every week is just it means yeah. a lot to me just because he's given me so much and honestly I hope you guys have liked I know this has been a bit of a different podcast but I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and look forward to hearing more of these types of episodes with just Sydney and I um, obviously we'll continue to have guests but every so often it's it's nice to have these little chats. I agree. I like them. Yeah, I like, and I we like hope you guys enjoy them too. So yeah, let us know. Like you were talking about how your your grandpa sat like helped you so much and sacrificed a lot. It reminds me of my grandpa who is he's passed now. He, he oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Yeah, he passed away in 2014 from cancer, which was the year before I made my Broadway debut. Wow. Actually, I think August 20th, just a couple days ago, was the anniversary of of his death. And it's interesting because my grandparents helped out so much when I was doing off-Broadway. And like when my brother was on tour with A Christmas Story with you and my mom was with him, like my grandparents would take me to like my shows oftentimes mm-hmm. and so would my dad. And they helped me so much. And, and this was like during my grandpa had cancer, <laughs> but yeah. but they just like sacrificed so much for me. And yeah, I d- it just made me think about that. And like, I I do wish I let him know more that I, I really, I mean, but like I can, I can still tell him now. I still, yeah. I still like pray and stuff. I didn't realize like how much he sacrificed for me and until now, I guess. But yeah, I, but- I, I do, I do wish I got to tell him more. But he had the, I mean, like for the Tony Awards, I know that he had the best seat in the house. Yeah. I mean, he's always with you. You have your own guardian angel, you know? You know Bongo? Bongo. My stuffed monkey, Bongo. Oh, yeah, of course. That That's grandpa for me. Oh, wow. That's why I brought him. him. Yeah. Well, I didn't name it after him. He got it for me during like a Christmas. Oh, got you. And I literally on like for Broadway and for the Tony Awards, there are pictures of me. Like, I brought him to the red carpet. Like, and and I, like, I rem- I have a picture with Matthew Morrison of me holding Bongo. And, Aww, and like, I, I love lit- that. I know. You know, you know that, that game, like, Stanley, where something Stanley, where you would get. Flat Stanley. Like, yeah, Flat Stanley, where you just yeah, put yeah, Flat yeah. Stanley in. I use that, but for Bongo around the Tony Awards during oh, dress rehearsal. That's so, so before the sh- before the show, during dress rehearsal of the Tony Awards, I would I was literally just r- running around backstage with my Wrangler Vanessa, and we were taking photos of Bongo in different places. And like, Bongo is my grandpa. Like that that yeah. is what he represents to me. And he was like my little lucky charm. And I just wanted to. I took grandpa backstage. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, my four grandparents are all still here, all four of them. And honestly, oh, like oh, when well, I also thank you to all of my grandparents who are always super supportive. Not yeah. not just my grandpa because my my grandma Mackley and and my my all my grandparents on my on my father's side who one of them is all past as well. But like all of them were so like supportive, like crazy, ridiculously supportive. Yeah, I mean, all for my grandparents. And that's what I mean. Like just they've given me so much. None of my acting would have been possible without them. Like mm. when I was even performing here, like back in my Oh, yeah, I'm back in West Virginia right now. So please forgive me when I say here. I don't mean New York. Um, So when I was performing back in my hometown, you know, it was just they were always driving me to rehearsals. They were always driving me here and there and to get to the places that I needed because my mom and dad still had work. And even when I was on tour, like for A Christmas Story with Jake, my grandpa was there. My papa was literally there for most of it. Like all of the out-of-towns ones that weren't New York, he was there. And same with Mary Poppins. When I was on tour with Mary Poppins, he came to Alaska. He came to Ohio. He came to like all of these places at the time I didn't understand because he would always say you're doing me a favor like I've wanted to see the world and you're doing me the favor and you're giving me Mm -hmm. an opportunity to 
But at the same time, like I never understood that he was actually doing me the favor because without him, because my parents had to work and everything, I wouldn't have been able to go out on tour. Like unless they were able to sacrifice coming out and helping me. Even my other grandparents, my Baba and Juju, they were all over the place with us and touring and I mean, they're all pretty old and they're like slower walking. And I was kind of like, come on, guys, come on. Like, I didn't, I never like really understood because, and I mean, when I reflect on it, it, I'm just so grateful for all four of them. So, so am I like, and I'm even like thinking about right now, like during lunch breaks of the off Broadway run a fun home, like my grandma would, would come and, And we would sit in the car and she would just bring me like the sweetest, like anything that I want. First of all, she would ask me like, hey, what what do you want? And no matter what I wanted, she would just bring it, even if it was like KFC. Like, (laughs) and this is something my parents would never get me. So she would just bring like she would get a whole bucket of KFC and everything that I wanted or or she would she would bring me miso soup. If I like she would get me anything and she like knew what foods I wanted and would just have these all like elaborate foods prepared for me and would and would just come and give them to me. And and she would sometimes sneak me treats like cookie dough and stuff. And then my grandparents are best for I know. And then my grandpa was there just like we would just all talk and we would chill and just have so much fun just eating in a car. It it was it was really special. And like to think like during this time, my grandpa literally was doing chemo. He was doing he had cancer. And like we said, it it takes a lot of sacrifice because my mom, once again, was in a different state and my dad was working. So they my grandparents just kind of helped to, to and my dad also did a bunch. He did he did so much during this time. And I'm so grateful. And but they also took, you know, they just they were just so supportive and and they they helped during that situation more than I realized at the time Mm. so it's yeah it's 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 important to look back and and just look at who helped you and and how grateful you are for that it truly like takes a village to do what we do because literally on tour my parents weren't a lot weren't able to you take that many weeks off of work you know so it was my uncles my aunts my grandparents like literally whoever my great aunts even like it would took everyone even in Chicago when I was doing Trevor I was never with like one person just traveling everywhere it Mm -hmm. always was like new people even like I would have to sometimes there was a I think there was a weekend that I actually stayed with Jake like that I was just like I my parents can't be here like I I need someone yeah. to stay with and right. even on tour with Mary Poppins I would always stay with one of the other kids a few for a couple of days until someone can come help out on tour sure. so it takes everyone yeah it does so and thank we're you. just so yeah we're so lucky and fortunate to have such a incredible family and support system for sure two more things i wanted to mention before we go obviously we've talked about the tonys a lot this episode so it would be wrong if i didn't just say that i'm so excited that somehow the american theater wing and like the broadway league they were all able to figure out how to put on the Tonys this year and they're going to do a virtual Tony. Yeah. They're going to no do way. a virtual Tony. And I'm so excited because the shows, there's only four shows that are eligible for best musical. Uh-huh. Like six wasn't able to, because they were still in previews and there was a couple other shows uh-huh. like that, but I'm so happy that they were actually able to fill, figure it out because you know, you have Jagged Little Pill and you have Moulin Rouge and you have these shows where even Lauren Patton, like, she now has the opportunity to, like, be nominated and win a Tony, like, that she possibly would not have been able to have if they didn't do it this year. So, thankfully, they've found a way to represent the actors and actresses. Thank God. Yeah, to recognize them. Yeah, seriously, because, I mean, you know, there's so much work that goes into it, and they deserve to be recognized. So, I'm glad that they were able to just figure it out and... They're gonna do it virtually, so I'm excited to see how this works. Oh, I'm so inc- I'm I didn't know about that, but thank oh, you. Oh yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, this is gonna hey. be so interesting. Are they gonna do it live? You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure of the details. Are they gonna do performances? I think you know. I think they're still working out all the details. To be quite okay. honest with you, but they're they're doing it. They gave a date 
Oh, interesting. No word yet on further details, including exact dates. So yeah, they're still finding out the logistics here. They are going to do it eventually. They're going to figure out how it all is going to work. It'll be digitally this fall, it says. Um, and that's okay. all we all the details they have at the moment. Wow. Okay, well, this is going to be once in a lifetime. This is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I'm so excited because there's a lot of great things that are... I mean, on Broadway, it seemed like it, there was just so much so many new pieces. So right. I'm excited that they're going to actually have the chance to be represented. Me too. And awarded, hopefully. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for listening this week. I'm so happy that we were able to figure this out and, so nice. you know, and have the opportunity to share our stories about the special events and catch up about our grandparents and stuff like that. too. <laughs> I'm glad that we were able to just have a fun conversation and hopefully you guys enjoyed it too yeah and thank you for listening and, and let us know if you like podcasts with just eli and me because we do have a lot of stories to tell yeah we do these were just the craziest of our stories well i don't know about that we still we still do have a lot of crazy honestly stories, but... yeah definitely not the craziest but this was yeah. the special event episode of sydney and eli <laughs> <laughs> we hope you liked it thank you so much for listening uh and that was us that was that this this is like a part of the some of the biggest things that have ever happened to us and we hoped you like listening to them and and finding out about them yeah and we'll see you next week we'll have a guest and we're super excited so we'll see you then bye everyone <laughs> sick beat am i right Special shout out to Nikki Torsha and Cormac Colonon for our amazing intro and outro music. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Take a Bow. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening to us from. And tune in next week for another episode. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Brittany Bigelow, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. To learn more about this podcast, visit bpn.fm forward slash take a bow and follow us on Instagram at take a bow podcast, where you can contact us with any feedback, suggestions, or questions and keep up with all things take a bow. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.